Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, July 9th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Andrew Hansen to work on a KBO slate tonight that has a lot of rain, which is our biggest nightmare, but we're going to get through it. But before we jump into that, Andrew, why don't you share with our listeners what an awesome night we had last night as, a, as an entire Coach Talk team? Oh, yeah, it was really terrific. I, I'm psyched. Sugar Shane and I were on the podcast, and he was all over Alcantara for Doosan, and he pitched a gem. He was terrific. So that's the pitcher we used on our FanDuel lineup that we gave out to members. Yeah. And Shane uh, took down first place in a $100 contest for $850. Beautiful. One of our members was in second place, and we had multiple members cash in other contests. Uh, so it was really just a terrific night for everybody. And one of the things we do at uh, DFS Coach Talk is we talk to our members a lot about contest selection. And that was a, the real difference. Both Shane and our member were in a, con a single entry contest, and that's why they were able to take down first and second place. Yeah, and I love that strategy. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what I play as a cash player. I, you know, I play, you know, multipliers and head to heads, but I also play single entry tournaments. You know, I steer from the multiple entry 150 max kind of, you know, deals because you have to have a lot. You know, why take a single bullet or even two or three bullets against 150? So, I, you know, uh, Shane and uh, some of our members did as well. They played in some $5 single entries, $25, $50, dollars single entries. Those are the best, man. And there's a lot of them on DraftKings that you can play and on FanDuel. But you got to get in those FanDuel ones early because they don't have as many choices as uh, DraftKings. So that was a big part of Shane, you know, taking that one down as he was able to get in there, as well as our man Justice who got in there uh, also. So... You know, when you're when we're giving out these hybrid lineups in KBO and if there's a hybrid that we're giving out in other sports, that, that's I really strongly suggest doing some cash plays to build the bankroll and then getting in some of those single entries because, you know, it's it's the easiest way to take down some big cash without having to have a perfect score. Like if you looked at the score that took down the chain took that tournament down with. It was fantastic, and Alcantara was one of the key factors uh, for sure. But, you know, if you get in like that, the little ones, the $3 ones that are 150 max, you got to get like 30 more points. I mean, you almost have to play so many different combinations. So it's just a whole different entity. And you get in those, you know, that score in that tournament would have probably won them 10 bucks. So it goes to show you that that contest, selection is so key in bankroll management. So I know I've mentioned this on multiple podcasts, but if you have a chance, go to YouTube, uh, right? DFS Coach Talk, go to YouTube. We have a great library of uh, podcasts. And Andrew and I did a couple of the bankroll management contest selection ones. And man, those are those are really good. And you know, I'm not bragging or anything else, but just go, I go back and listen to myself to remind myself if I stray and get you know, lured into these Millie Maker and things like that, I, I you know, I got to make sure I stay on my path. Because if you want to win with this long term, you have to be disciplined. You have to have a plan. You can't go in willy nilly, you know, certain nights and go all in and all that. You're going to bust. It's just like, 
you know, I, I equate it to like if you're, you know, playing a slot machine in Las Vegas. If you just sit there long enough, eventually they get their money. Even if you hit it like three or four times, you keep playing and playing. You got to know what to play, when to step away, how to do it. So it's the same thing with DFS. So take a chance to, <clears throat> if you have it and, and listen in on those. So Coach, was, I'll, I'll, was, mention, I'll yeah. mention that the, the podcast you're referring to that we did back in must have been March or April, that was in the context of the NBA. Yeah. And so there's some great content in there about contest selection. And Coach, that's your wheelhouse is NBA and the proper contest selection. That's what allows, allows you to be so profitable and have that greater than 75% winning percentage. So uh, it is specific to the NBA, but it's also applicable to multiple sports. So I also encourage people to go back and take a listen. And I'll tell you, I, I'm just going to say this once about all the sports. We have the biggest advantage of anybody in the industry. We build our lineups organically. We, we look at the eye test, what's going on, the news, all the information. We're not just doing a statistical analysis and optimize, uh, you know, throwing them in an optimizer, getting percentages. And if there was ever a time that you needed to get out of that sort of building, in my opinion, and look at the whole picture, no one's ever gone through this. There is no statistical analysis to build off of, of what happens when there's only 22 NBA teams, for example, in a bubble, no home court, X amount of players are missing. I mean, there's so many more criteria that have never had to be assessed before. So the people that have done it the same way and, and been crushing it and, and more power to them for the last five, six years, it's a whole new ball game. This is this is new. We're, we're talking about small sample size. How about no sample size? So, you know, I think what we're doing is the way to do it. And I'm and again, I for me, I'm major uh, NBA. So I'm spending a good two, two and a half hours every day looking at who's not going to report to the bubble. Who's there? Who's coming back from injury? What are those combination of players look like as far as usage and everything else? And I could go on and on about it. But the main thing is I want to let everybody know is, you know, Andrew and Shane are doing the same thing in football. We're doing the same thing in, in our main sports in preparation because this isn't where you just jump in and jump back on the, the same horse that rode before this COVID thing hit. It's a whole new game. And I think we're going to have an edge like nobody else. So I, I can't wait. I'm just chomping at the bit, man, chomping at the bit. So we do want to thank our sponsors for bringing this show forward today. That's mybookie.ag, the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Go to mybookie.ag and put in the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and you receive the, an exclusive offer of 50% of your sign-up bonus all the way up to $1,000 and a $25 free play just because you're a Coach Talk member. Also, our buddies at TVG, the place to go for horse racing. It's where the, wor the world watches and wagers on the ponies, and we have some pony lovers, even some pony owners in our members teams to shout out to Roush out there in Australia. And uh, TVG is awesome, man. I, I watch it a lot. Uh, go to go to our DFSCoachTalk.com website. Click on the banner that says risk-free $300 bet TVG. It's right there blinking at you on our website. Click that and you automatically get a risk-free bet of, uh, of 300 bucks. So, man, find a horse, take your shot. 
box cart and, and take it down or get your money back. You, you can't beat it, man. It's, it's awesome. So thankful to them. Quick thing, uh, super important to us. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, below us, I believe it's just like and subscribe. Give us the, the thumbs up there. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're growing our subscribers every day on uh, uh, YouTube, and it, it's very important to us to, to get in there and get the word out and, uh, you know, making sure that we, uh, we get this free in front of the paywall uh, podcast out there because I know a lot of uh, a lot of providers don't, uh, you know, they'll have a podcast, but it's, you know, paywall. So we want to get some good info out there to people and let them start building some lineups. You know, whether you're a $5 a day player or a $5,000 a play a day player, we want to, you know, we have a spot for you, a coach talk, and we want to let you build to that. So, all right, we're going to dive into this nightmare of five possible rain games in KBO. So rather than me spouting off about it, why don't you explain to our listeners if they haven't played KBO, because we've been all over it, what happens when it rains and there's like what there is now, 38, 25, 34, 30%. When there's those kind of rain chances, Andrew, what have we seen this season? We've seen that they don't even think about playing baseball on those days. <laughs> it's it's take a national holiday Take the buses back home. We'll regroup tomorrow. We'll have a doubleheader. But they don't mess around with wet fields, wet conditions. And at this point, it looks very likely that we could have at least four of the five games rained out. There's one game in the southwestern part of the country. That's Kiwum at Kia. That's the fifth game we'll talk about today. There's a chance that that's the only one that plays, in which case we won't have a slate. You have to have more than one game. Uh, unless unless another game just starts for an inning or two and then they then they postpone it. So the fifth game is going to be very important, but uh, it's it's all up in the air. But you know what we're going to do is we're going to break it down in detail because we might just come back tomorrow and have these same matchups. Yeah, it, exactly. So we're going to attack all five games. And you know, like Andrew said, really they've we haven't seen and we we really talked about this before the podcast is we haven't seen them start a game an hour or two late. It just no. doesn't seem like that's what their plan is. Either they're going to play or they're going to cancel. Now, we're, we're uh, recording this 15 hours before first pitch, and we did, you know, a full-scale look at the radar, and we're experts at radar in South Korea now, uh, something I never <laughs> never thought I would have in my repertoire. But uh, we looked at it, and it's, it's odd. It's a front that's moving from south to north rather than west to east like usual. So the the – earliest spots to clear will be the southwest tip of South Korea and then move upward. So I think there's a chance. I'm going to be on the half full side of things and think that we may get three or four of these games in. So we're going to approach them uh, like we always do. And then it just, you know, the key factor is and the edge that we have is we're in there about 40 minutes before lock. So uh, 4.50 a.m. Eastern, we'll be in there. We'll look if there's any rainouts, any lineup changes. I mean, today was a perfect example. We were in there all, you know, Shane and Andrew, myself, about uh, half a dozen members at least that were in there. And we had a couple of key changes in a few of the lineups that ended up being uh, huge. Uh, and shout out to you, Andrew, man. I was stuck with no third baseman because of the way the lineups shook. And I said, 
I need a third baseman, 2,900 or, or less. And he gives me the, the dude that's cheap and he goes deep and just tears it twice. up yeah. twice. Two homers. Dehan from Mote, man, he was our guy yesterday. Uh, had a nice big finish in the uh, big contest on DraftKings with him. Uh, two homers at 2,600, 32 fantasy points. He was big. Amazing. And I'll tell you, it was fun last night I because I was sweating with everybody because we were trying to take down all this stuff. It was so much fun watching Fernandez because I had him rostered. And he hit a ball so far. It was one of those where the right fielder just stood there. He didn't even move back. He didn't yep. trot back. He just stood there, and we all watched it go about 18, 20 rows deep into the right field bleachers. But it was it was a lot of fun. So uh, anyway, all right, let's let's tack these games. We'll also give you the the betting odds from, of course, our friends at mybookie.ag. And I don't like to give a late odds, so I'm refreshing my screen and going back over there right now. Uh, so that we get you the latest up-to-date odds. So, uh, of course, it always becomes more difficult to find now that they have real baseball stuff listed there. I will find it. It's just a matter of time. And now they have Japanese as well. What is going on here? All right, we'll find it. Let's go. Let's go and look at game one. We'll go through each game individually, like normal, and uh, see what we need to attack from there. And as you start talking about this, I'll refresh that screen. So it's the NC Dinos, 38 and 17, with Drew Rosinski, who's a sweet seven and one with a 2.31, against the LG Twins and Chan Gyu Lim. And I'm not going out on a limb like I did last week when I played him and he didn't do well. Uh, he's four and two with a 4.16. So why don't you tackle that game? 38% chance of rain. Right now, uh, NC Dinos are minus 230, over under nine. So what okay. do you got, buddy? I think minus 230 is a little bit steep. I certainly agree with the Dinos being the favorite, but Chang Gyu Lim is a very strong pitcher this this year. Uh, he had a down game last outing against Samsung. Yeah, tell, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, right. But three straight quality starts before that, 54 strikeouts in only 54 and a third innings, and the Dinos haven't seen him this year. So I, I like his chances to do well. I don't like using pitchers against the Dinos, obviously. They're a yeah. great hitting lineup. But the way this slate works out, uh, Lim is going to be in my players pool uh, on DraftKings. And then Rusinski a pretty solid option as well. He's a, he's a little bit more expensive on DraftKings. He also has an excellent strikeout ratio. First time that LG is getting to face him. So I'll have a little bit of exposure to him. And I don't think I'm going to use any of the bats in this game. It's uh, maybe one of the pitchers here or there. And I'm going to stay away from the bats. All right. I'm going to give you a little update here because I was scrambling to try to up. They moved the, the South Korea uh, baseball with the new baseball. But I, I'm on our mybookie.ag updated feed here. And just so you know, the dinos are at 208 now. So minus 208 over under nine and a half. So I want to update that. Um, for me, I this is my plug and play 100% owned pitcher that I'm going to give out right here on our, our podcast. And that's Rosinski. I just think he's pitching well, consistent. I like his strikeouts. Uh, you know, I know that the left-handed bats 
power bats from LG scary a little bit, but I'm okay with it. I, I feel, you know, Ramos has a couple homers finally, but still only two in his last 50 at bats. So, you know, I, I believe Rosinski is the best pitching play on the slate. Uh, and he's going to be in all my lineups. So I'm going to fade the LG players. Uh, I'm not, you know, again, recency have a tendency to be sour if a guy lets you down. And Lim, you know, after those decent uh, outings in a row, I uh, showed some faith and went out on a limb again. I'm going to tell my dumb joke until somebody laughs at it. <laughs> and uh, and he, it did not work out. So I'm jumping back off the limb and I'm, you know, which is probably saying he may throw somewhere around a two hitter, something in that nature. But that I am works. not going to go with him. In fact, I'm going to actually look at a couple left-handed bats at the top of the NC Dinos lineup. I like Minwoo Park and Young G Lee. I like their pricing. I like the potential and the splits, and uh, that's that's where I'm looking in that first game. Okay. Yeah, righties actually have hit a little bit better against him, uh, so kind of a, a strange matchup. Minwoo Park was good for us last night on uh, FanDuel. He was yeah. uh, in that lineup uh, that Shane won with and Justice, our member. So, um, I, you know, I like Minwoo Park in general. He has gotten more expensive, especially on DraftKings. Yeah, I know. Um, but you'll, you'll be a little bit uh, lower owned with the Dinos hitters tonight if you do end up using them. I think so. And even though Lim's a little bit better against uh, lefties, Park and Lee are better against righties. So it's a reverse-reverse split, if that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go right to game two. It's the Doosan Bears, 33-23 and 23 against the Lote Giants, 26-28. and 28. Chris Flexen, 3-3, and 3, 4.18 ERA. Jun Wan Sio, 4-1 with a 3.99 ERA. And the updated MyBookie.ag odds are the Doosan Bears minus 204, big favorite on the road. And this is the highest total game of all five at 10.5. So the question is, do you go with Flexen, the big favorite pitching-wise, or are these double-stack hitting teams with the 10.5 being the over-under? Well, somewhere in the middle on Flexen. Uh, first of all, I think Doosan should be a bigger favorite in this game than the Dinos against LG. Um, so in terms of Flexen against Lote, I, he's another guy like Lim. I'll have a little bit of exposure to him. I'm not totally in love with him. He had his worst start of the season, last last outing against Hanwha. Only lasted four innings, six earned runs, nine hits. He's been very good against Lote. He's, he's faced them twice. 11 innings, two earned runs combined. So I, I do like getting a little bit of exposure to Flexen, but we know that Lote hits righties well. Um, so Deho De Lee is is an option, actually. Uh, when they faced off in the first game, he went three for three against Flexen. Uh, so uh, at 3,800 on DraftKings, he's a value play that I'll have in a couple lineups. But I'm much more interested in these Doosan bats, shocker, and they're facing. Uh, Let, let's. Why don't we just start every show with Andrew Dusan stack three star slate? Then we're good. All right, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> well, I had to give it to you. Well, the funny thing is, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the way I've used Dusan has has varied a little bit, and it hasn't been the traditional just stack the lefties in the middle of the order. But this is going to go back to one of those traditional Dusan stacks because Co. Uh, is not good against lefties. They're hitting 300 against him this year with four homers. 
He's also faced Dusan twice, so he got a nice sample size. First outing, he was not good. Second outing, he was much better. But uh, Fernandez, he hasn't been able to get him out. Uh, two walks in the first game, two hits in the second. Uh, Jaywon Kim took him deep. Uh, Juhuan Cha didn't play the first time. Second time, he, he was successful against him. So those, if they're hitting two, four, and five in the order, as I think they will, all three of those guys on DraftKings are going to be a big target for me. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to those uh, sluggers for Dusan. I don't blame you. I, I, I mean, Dusan does hit in bunches, and I think they uh, are dangerous. I'm, I'm in the Chris Flexen corner, and I know I've been down on him a little bit. And the, the last game, you would think I'd jump off ship for sure. Like you mentioned, he, I, I'm just taking that game and throwing it in the garbage. I think it was just one of those odd games against a crappy team where I just, he must not have been focused, you know, and he got hammered. But if you look at the, the previous six games, 40, well, 39 innings pitched, how many home runs do you think he's given up in those six outings, 39 total innings? I'm going to say zero. Uh, he gave up one, which okay. is still, in this league with the juice ball, that's some serious, you know, pitching. Mm-hmm. That is key. And that's against the Dinos, Samsung, Kia, Lote. It's not like it was Hanwha. And SK. So uh, I, I think he's steady. Um, he's had right before that last Hanwha game that I'm throwing out, he had seven strikeouts against the Dinos and then eight against Samsung. So he strikes out a bunch of guys. Uh, I think this is a good fit for him. I like this matchup. And I think, you know, he comes out a little pissed about that last performance that sort of blew up his ERA a little bit. So I'm on the flex side, therefore. Will not be playing the Lote bats, uh, but I'm with you on Dusan. I think you can look up and down this lineup, and you know I always am fearful, uh, and I try to pick my spots in, with Fernandez because I don't understand why you would really want to pitch to him. I mean, the ball he hit a million miles that I talked about at the beginning of the game it was right down the center of the plate. I mean. You give a guy like that an 88-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle, I mean, that ball's, you know, tape measure. So I, I'm concerned. So my, my thing is there, you know, he's so expensive, but he's worth it. But I, I like the guys behind him tonight. I just think that if they do pitch around him, uh, you know, uh, Kunwoo Park and Jaehwan Kim and even JLO, those guys are all capable of rocketing the ball. So – I'm leaning more towards the middle of the lineup stack for Dusan and uh, going with the Dusan pitcher. So, you know, again, I, I give a lot of my plays away on this podcast. And, you know, hopefully you build out the rest of them and take some stuff down. But, you know, if you want full lineups, I do a full lineup for FanDuel. Just jump in uh, for a month membership. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com doesn't start until july 30th and we're taking stuff down left and right so three more weeks 21 full days from uh, today until uh the clock starts on your membership so jump in make some money uh you, you can't beat it so for me it's i'm i feel so comfortable that it's you know i'm already talking four or five stars and it's because i really like the ruzinski flexen duo uh, in these two matchups against LG and Lote. Yeah, it's a strong duo for sure. I'm going to be doing the anti-rain dance here big right. time. 
<laughs> All right, game three, my man. SK Wyvern, 17 and 39. Hanwha Eagles, 14 and 42. You have Ju, uh, Joe Han Kim, I'm sorry, 0 and 4, 7.20. And Min Woo Kim, 1 and 5, 4.85. So combined 1 and 9 record is not exactly something that you look forward to uh, seeing that pitching duo. But the game is Hanwha. Uh, minus 144. Um, that's interesting that they're a minus 144. They haven't been that very often this year. Uh, Over/under in that game is nine and a half. So what do you make of this game of two teams that aren't exactly playoff contenders to say the least? I like this game. I've got some clarity on it. At least I feel like I do. I like Hanwha here. You know, strange words to come out of my mouth, but wow. that's what's we're gonna, happening. We're going to post that snippet. Yeah, on don't the... actually just erase that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in terms of the hitters, they are facing Kim, who is a reliever turned starter. And he's had three starts. He had two solid ones, but he was bad in the last one. And here's his average point total on DraftKings, negative point six. So uh, ERA over seven, whip almost two, lefties and righties hit him well. So I'm looking at the, t- the top five hitters for Hanwha. I'll build a couple mini stacks. Unfortunately, these aren't the stacks where you're hoping to get three or four home runs, like with the deuce on stack. Yeah. But, uh, you know, decent prices for these guys. Uh, they can steal bases. And I'm talking about Y. Lee at the top, the outfielder for 3,900. E. Jung, second base, third base, 4,200. And then even Ju Siak Ha, the shortstop, he's 4,500, a little bit pricey. But uh, I'll have some exposure to those lefties and hope they can work together, string together some hits and stolen bases and runs. And then on the flip side, I actually like Min Woo Kim tonight. His numbers aren't great. He's given up nine home runs for Hanwha. But uh, he has 54 strikeouts in only 50 innings pitched. His biggest weakness is facing lefties. And we know that SK doesn't have any scary lefty power hitters and Jung Cha is out of the lineup. So it's a great matchup for him. Um, And the last three starts that he's had, his his, uh, earned runs have been decreasing from three to two to one. And those matchups were against the Dinos, the KT Wiz and Doosan. So he's in a really nice stretch here. He's only 7,100 facing SK. So I'm going to have some exposure to him. You know, I think that's a great play. I, I really do. I mean, at 7,100, it, it brings bats into play that you normally wouldn't be able to get. And, you know, Vegas isn't normally wrong. And if they have the guts to put on Watt minus 144, uh, that, that has a little staying power. And I'm with you. I I don't think SK has really any pop from the left side at all in their lineup, in my opinion. Maybe uh, Tay and Che if he really gets a hold of one, but they, I'm just not that much there. So I don't, I do like him in our pool for pitchers and he will be an option. If I go a second lineup to uh, get and buy up on an extra bat, maybe like a Fernandez. Um, As far as the hitting goes that, you know, the pricing is right. I may pluck one, two at the very most guys out to fill my lineup out with some guys that can hit. Cause you're right. I mean, uh, Johan Kim is, is not good at all. It's just uh, like you say, it's such there's such a, a, a need to have potential homers from your guys because right. that that quick swing in the bat, especially if there's somebody on base, 
you know, like last night, you know, perfect example, boom, three run homer by Han, you know, 18 points. I went from like 106 to second. So it's just like, boom. So it, uh, you know, and I don't really, I don't see a lot of consistent pop in that Hanwha lineup. No. Now, no. there are some guys that can gap some doubles, and this, if anybody can be hit, it's this guy. So, yeah, I'm not going to fade Hanwha, but I'm not going to stack him either. So, okay. All right, game four, Samsung Lions against the KT Wiz. Yoon Dong Hio at uh, 2-0 with a 3.60 against the Wiz, William Cuevas. Three and two with a 5.06. And the updated odds on my bookie are uh, KT Wiz minus 204 over under nine and a half. Well, we talked uh, on a recent podcast about the consistency, death, taxes. I don't remember what it was. Maybe me stacking Deuce on, maybe me naming it a three star slate, something yes. along those lines. But here's another one for you. The Samsung pitcher tonight, this little lefty, Heo, five straight games where he's pitched exactly five innings and three earned runs or less. So he's been mm. this steady little um, five-inning outing pitcher who hasn't gotten rocked yet. But this might be the day. I'm going to have some exposure to KT. They destroy lefties. You know, he's not overpowering. Uh, so I like Jay Bay. I'm expecting him to be at the top of the lineup the outfielder for only 3,400. Then we start to get really expensive. Jay Huang at 6,400. He's been on fire, but that's a lot. That's a lot of dough. So I probably will will move more towards Rojas in the three hole at 6,500. I feel much more, uh, much better about a big game. You know, speaking of a power game uh, that we won't get from Hanwai, I like it more from Rojas here. And then HU at 3,300. He's another nice value of an outfielder who can uh, hit some extra bases. So, uh, and then, you know, when we talk about stacking KT against the lefty, you really can keep going down the lineup. K Park, the second baseman, 3,500. He's a nice option. He's played well lately. Their catcher, S. Jung, 3,400. Uh, he can go deep. So along with Dusan, you know, these are the two games where I'm going to try to stack more of these power hitters and, and look for the long ball. Yeah, you know, I like the KT bats as well. That's my secondary uh, stack. I'm not doing monster four or five man stacks. It's not like I'm dying on a team here, but I do like the Dusan like three man and KTW three man. Now, you know, yeah, it's easy to say that. And then you try to get these $6,000 guys in your lineup. So I know, you know, I'm not saying something that you can't possibly do, but you're not going to be able to play both Huang and Rojas and Fernandez and Park. And I mean, you're going to have to make some choices and you can still make it work. I mean, they're KTW. I like, uh, you know, I like Huang. I like Rojas. I like Kang. I think you, and I think Bay is a fantastic play. So you got the, the mixture of those guys making it work with the mini stack of Dusan and then filling in with some cheap one-offs uh, from like Hanwha and a couple of the teams where you can get some bargains, I think is really my strategy as well. Because I'm with you. I this I don't know how this Heo guy has not gotten smashed. I think he's due to just get lit. I, I think this is like one of those two and two-thirds, six-earned run kind of games. Yep. Uh, he just he doesn't have much. And to be 2-0 and o with a 3.60 is pretty shocking. But... You know, let's look real quickly who who he's pitched against because 
you know, it's so he did. He pitched against uh, LG, but then he had Hanwha. He pitched against Doosan, got hit a little bit. He had Lote that he, he pitched pretty decent against. But I just I, again, I, I don't feel confident with him. And I was watching. I was watching that outing against Lote. Yeah. And Daiho Lee hit a big home run foul. I mean, they just missed crushing him. They had guys on the bases. They had eight base runners in five innings. He just kept getting out of jams. Just so get, it was just yeah. by a, by a whisker. And I, I'm with you. They could certainly run him out of there with six or seven innings, with six or seven runs within two or three innings. I may I may do a build with like a, a silly like five man stack of, of their guys too because I mean you know he's only pitched five games and only 25 innings like you say uh, I can do the math on that I think it's five That's innings quick. per hour <laughs> and 25 hits so a hit an inning 10 earned runs already three homers here's a more trouble thing troublesome thing 15 walks yeah. in 25 innings uh, only 11 K so yeah I just this this just smells like a stack against fella. So we'll see how that goes. Anything else on that game? No, not, not really interested in the other matchup. Cuevas ERA over five, given up five home runs. This is the first time Samsung is going to see him. Uh, he wasn't good in his last outing against Kiwoom. You could look at a couple of these lefties. Hyman Park, we'll see where he's batting in the order. He's been moving around. Jawu Koo, 4,700. He's probably my favorite option. So maybe a one-off from Samsung. Yeah, I, I don't trust Quavis enough to roster him for sure, uh, but I, I don't want to stack against him either in this matchup at KT. So, All right, game five, the game most likely to go, the only single digit with an 8% rain chance. I'm, I'm feel, Oh, guess what? We're down. 18% chance of rain, 12%, 21%, 16%, 8 16%, 8%. All right. Well, maybe all this work will pay off and we'll actually have some baseball tonight or tomorrow morning. Somebody leaked this already and, and they heard my meteorology description of the, the front moving out to the north. We're going to get all five of these in. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Kia and uh, at home against Kiwoom. Kiwoom's 35 and 22. Kia's 28 and 55. Uh, for, for Kiwoom, it's Juan Te Cha. 4.05 ERA with four wins and three losses. And Hyung Jong Yang, the lefty, uh, five and five with a 5.5, not five, E8 yep. ERA, or he'd <laughs> had something special going there. My bookie has uh, Kiwoom is a 123 road favorite, and the over under is eight and a half. So, what do you think, sir? Well, I think one of the key matchups of the night, especially if we only have a couple games, is going to be the Kiwoom pitcher, Cha, this righty, against Kia and their lefties. Now, somehow, he's had two excellent outings against Kia. 12 innings, only two earned runs. But for the season, lefties are hitting 300 against him with five homers. And Kia has some of the best lefties in the league. Uh, but again, somehow, he's managed to hold... Tucker to one for six on the season. Wow. H. Cha one for five. M.U. one for four. And none of them has gotten anything more than a single. So Crazy. two outings, he's really uh, mastered them. I don't know if he can do it three times in a row, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to stack Kia against him either. Uh, right. We, we've, you know, we love Doosan and, and KT tonight, so we don't need to. 
But I do think that's going to be a key matchup. Um, I'm, but I'm not going to go for three in a row. I, I just don't trust that he can hold them down again. So I'm, I'm mostly going to stay away from that matchup. And then on the other side, I think Yang is better than the mid-fives ERA that he has. Um, he has been shelled lately in two of the last three. He's given up eight home runs. Um, but I'm not going to get after these Kiwoon bats too much. Uh, Jung-Ho Lee has done well against him in their two outings. He had a double the first game, triple the second. Um, Byung-Ho Park hasn't faced him yet. So that's the guy I'm looking at. He's only 4,300 on DraftKings. Um, big, you know, his power strokes picked up lately. He's up to 15 homers. So I'll have a little bit of exposure to, to Byung-Ho Park, uh, but not much else from this game. Yeah, you know what's weird is, you know, we've all sort of chased the fact that, you know, when you re- do all the studying before the KBO we started providing, everybody was talking about this Yang guy. Like he was this master left-handed Cy Young style pitcher. I mean, he's getting 1.9 million, which is incredibly huge salary for that league. I mean, you get, you know, a lot of guys making under a hundred K. So, I mean, to get almost 2 million annual salary, you know, he's 32 years old. And so he's had some good seasons in the past. I mean, if you look at his ERA last year, it was 2.29 with a whip right at one. So, but obviously, major regression this year, no doubt about it. I mean, his ERAs in the mid fives, and we just keep looking for him to turn the corner and throw one of those, you know, really solid games. And he just hasn't done it. Almost 60 innings pitch, only 42 strikeouts, which is way below what he had done in the past. He had 163 last year and had averaged right in the 160s for like six years in a row. So, I would say if you haven't already done it, it's definitely time to jump off of the Yang bandwagon of this guy might be the best pitcher in the league because he's not. Uh, And so I don't like him. I'm not going to play him, but I'm not going to stack against him. You know, I like, you know, Jung Ho's usually going to make my lineup a lot, but I know he's hit him. But lefty, lefty, I just I'm going to I'm just going to chill on this game a little bit. Uh, I think. You're going to have a few people that might stack a guy or two more in this game because it has the least chance of rain for those guys that don't. And you got to look at those little tiny silly things because, you know, if you're between two guys and you don't want to get up at 430 in the morning to fix your lineup, you may want to go with a Kiwoon Kia guy. So I'm going to look at the opposite side of that. I'm prepared. I'm going to be up. I'm going to make the changes and I'm going to fade this game as much as I can. I really am. I, I don't need anybody from this game i don't like some of the pricing and the pitchers are you know have potential to have decent outings but aren't either one pitching very well so i think i'm all set on my pitching and hitting and i'll just wave goodbye to this game and it's eight percent rain chance yeah absolutely i I like the edge there at the perspective and that's what i'm going to do i'm going to build two lineups one heavily using this game in case it's one of two games that play uh, but really, you know, plan to build a five-game slate, and in that build, I will have li- very little exposure to this game. Yeah, I'm with you, man. We're on the same page. All right, uh, a couple quick things. Follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We had a lot of wonderful tweets, uh, members and stuff posting wins from last night. Some really cool stuff. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned, and hopefully, you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, you know, DFS Coach Talk. Search there. 
check out some of our library of podcasts. Uh, you can also on Instagram, it's DFS underscore Coach Talk. And our website, DFSCoachTalk.com. We want to thank our sponsors, MyBookie.ag and TVG.com. Both have exclusive offers with the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, not two, and uh, take advantage of those. Um, our, again, our membership, three weeks more free. Three weeks go uh, where we're KBO and PGA, and that first uh half a week or so of baseball and then everything clicks live uh you know with uh membership uh starting up on the 30th when we have nba and mlb going uh quick shout out to our charity of choice here at dfs coach talk that's mamba on three.org all spelled out m-a-m-b-a-o-n-t-h-r-e-e.org our wonderful charity uh in kobe's memory for the families uh, from the people that were perished in that uh, horrible accident, which also happened this year. This this year's been such a blur with things, but you know what? The good part is we've got the second half of this year to bounce back. We're going to start, you know, things are going to stay open. We're, sports are going to come back. We have distractions. We're going to get through this, and uh, we're excited to be a part of it here at DFS Coach Talk. And uh, you know, again, we, we never want to make light of any life situations. We know a lot of people are suffering without jobs right now. You know, there's people sick. There's all of that going on. And, you know, our prayers and thoughts are with all those people. But we always approach this with, like, you know, it's the biggest thing in the world because we want it to be a distraction and a, an opportunity for people to have a hobby where they're not donating money, but they're making money. And, you know, watching when you watch and you're winning and it's it's just so much more fun. So we're there. We're going to be here for you throughout uh, as you know, we'll do whatever we need to do to adjust to whatever the situation is. And, uh, you know, we're just going to feel very confident that all the major sports are coming back and we're going to be at the forefront and be prepared more than anybody else out there that I can see, in my opinion. So any final words from you, Mr. Hansen? Yeah, I, I'll echo that. It's a lot of fun uh, nights like last night where we have a lot of members with big nights. We all get to celebrate together. So definitely encourage you all to uh, come check us out, get that month membership with basically three weeks of bonus time this month. So it's a great time to join the family. And again, take advantage of all this uh, KBO research that we've done every slate all season. And it's really paying off. Fantastic. And uh, shout out too, to our, our YouTube follower. He's been so awesome lately. Uh, what, what, stay stay inspired. Yeah, stay inspired, big man. For him last night on on uh, FanDuel. Congrats again, and thank you for tuning in. Yeah, and thanks for the good shout outs too. So we appreciate everybody. Have a great day. Uh, no doubleheader today, but doubleheader tomorrow. I get to be on both tomorrow. I get to do KBO with Sugar, and then I get to do PGA with Andrew. And I don't even want to talk about PGA right now. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but let's yep. just say you're gonna want you're gonna want to check that PGA show out because the old coach here is gonna do the flushola and start from scratch for the weekend. So it's gonna be a good show for sure. Yep. All right. Awesome job, Andrew. Appreciate you. And so for Sugar Shane and all the DFS Coach Talk family and my partner here, Andrew Hansen. I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.